What's up, gentlemen? Before we begin, a friendly reminder that this podcast is not associated with any church, school, or calling body, and nothing we say here is meant to be perceived as the official doctrine, teaching, or theology of any church, school, or calling body. We're a bunch of dudes who love Jesus. We love talking about Jesus, and this is where we air out our thoughts, so don't take it as much more than that. I hope that this is edifying for you. Let's get started with the show. Today's podcast is sponsored by the Christ for Disciples podcast. I'm Pastor Paul Steinberg, son of a canon, father of five sons. Each weekday on the Christ for Disciples podcast, I apply God's word to raising the next generation. Take 10 minutes each weekday to listen to the Christ for Disciples podcast and get direction and gospel power to disciple the youngest generation. Subscribe to the Christ for Disciples podcast by going to ChristForDisciples.com or searching on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and whatever else. ChristForDisciples.com. You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. This is the place where young men come to learn what it means to be a man after God's own heart. To gird up is an ancient way of preparing oneself for hard work or a battle ahead. And our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers working hard to be the men that God created them to be. So roll up your sleeves, gentlemen, and gird up. It's time to get to work. Gentlemen, welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. My name is Charlie Ingemach, and this is the place where young men learn to be the men that God created them to be. So we've got an agogi. Agogi, by the way, is the process that the Spartans would go through in order to learn how to be men. So that's what this is named after. And to gird you up is to uh, prepare oneself for hard work or a battle ahead. And our battle, of course, is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and live our calling as men of God. Gentlemen, really glad that you're here. Welcome to all the newbies. Man, we got people listening in India, Russia, all over Africa. It's cool. It's cool to see you guys popping in. Of course, we got all kinds of folks around the United States. Um, a lot of them down in Texas. We got a few in Florida, out east, up and down the East Coast, too. Guys, I'm so glad that you're here. Um, pray that I can be a blessing to you. Uh, big shout out to all you guys who've been helping support the podcast as well. If you want to help support the podcast, you can do that on the Gird Up website. You can buy t shirts that say Gird Up on them and all kinds of awesome slogans. Um, or you could make a $5 cup of coffee donation. Or if that doesn't suit your fancy either, you can go on Patreon and donate there or even just reach out to me personally um, and let me know. But fellas, the most important thing I need from you is prayer. Big shout out to everybody I know is keeping me in their prayers, keeping this ministry in their prayers and praying for the state of men around the world. And also for all the dudes who have been praying that they'd be surrounded with men that are absolutely on fire for Jesus. God's blessings and be with you. I hope he makes it happen. Fellas, that's all I got for shout-outs. Let's get started with the show. Lord, let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Amen. Boys, when Jeremiah Wallander was on the podcast a week or two ago, um, he brought up a quote from Luther, and he used it very skillfully um, in, in, in his comments. But he, he brought a quote from Luther. Um, he said, uh, that Luther said the shoemaker does his Christian duty not by putting little crosses on shoes, but by making good shoes because God is interested in good craftsmanship. Okay, the full quote, um, the full quote says, "The maid who sweeps the kitchen is doing the will of God as much as the monk who prays, not because 
She may sing a Christian hymn as she sweeps, but because God loves clean floors. The Christian shoemaker does his Christian duty not by putting little crosses on the shoes, but by making good shoes because God is interested in good craftsmanship. Now, this may or may not actually be Luther. There's some arguments amongst Luther scholars um, about whether or not he actually said this. Either way, it's definitely taken out of context. Um, there's a lot of people who um, have taken this quote and tried to, to try to run it into the American Christian ideal that um, you and I are trying to make God happy all the time, right? And that's a dangerous idea. Um, it's a dangerous idea um, that God depends upon us to do good works and that he um, is waiting for us to make him happy or something like that. The reality of, of the situation is that God doesn't love clean floors. What Luther's not saying, he's not trying to burden anyone with an extra layer of guilt because we haven't done enough good works. That's the opposite of what Luther is trying to do. In fact, he's attacking that idea when he attacks the piety of monks in the beginning of the quote when he says, um, doing as much as the monk who prays. Because there was an attitude in society at the time, in Germany, in Germany, I'm sorry, that said that monks were holier than everybody else. They knew God better. They were better people. They were more valid as Christians, all that good stuff, right? And I think there's a lot of that that goes on in uh, Christian circles even today, this looking up to pastors as something that's more credible, more valuable, more, I don't even know what the word is, more pious than um, a regular man. And the idea that um, I'm almost less valuable if I don't pursue that. If I don't pursue the pastor, I'm less valuable to the church than a pastor is. And that's absolutely not true. And any pastor that tells you that is a fool and a liar. Okay, So that's not what's happening. Okay, And he's definitely not preaching the Calvinistic idea of um, my sanctification being based on works. So um, the idea that if I'm really saved, I must do good works to prove that I'm saved and therefore earn my salvation. This, this, my salvation does not in any way depend on what I do. So what could Luther possibly be talking about? Well, he's not talking about God loving clean floors because um, God... Here, I'm just going to read. <laughs> God doesn't love clean floors and isn't interested in good craftsmanship because dirty houses and shiny craftsmanship are sinful. God is interested in good in clean floors and good craftsmanship um, because he loves us and he wants us to love each other. Okay, It is not my job to make God happy, and it is not um, me letting God down when I fail. Like God, I wasn't holding God up. God didn't expect anything better of me than what he's getting. He knew that I was sinful. He knew that I couldn't do anything good out of my own volition or of my own thinking or choosing. And that's why he sent his son to die for me to take all of my sins away. And that's why he now dwells within me so that I might be able to love him, follow him, and serve him. So when we talk about you know making good shoes or something like that, we're not talking about the idea um, that God expects good works from us in order to be saved. That would be like, oh, I've heard this analogy before. That would be like looking at a stove and saying, get warm and I'll put wood in you. Right? You can't look at a stove and say, get warm and I'll put wood in you because the stove is completely in it, unable to get warm unless you put wood in the stove. One has to happen before the other. And that's exactly what the indwelling of, as some Christians will say, the indwelling of Christ looks like. The reason I can do good works, the reason I can serve my Heavenly Father, the reason I can act out of love, the reason I can do the good works that God has prepared in advance for me to do is that it's Christ working in me and through me. I am now the hands and feet of Jesus. And it's Jesus doing those good works through me. It is Him animating me to do those things. 
It is not of my own volition to do so. I certainly have a choice of whether or not I'm going to follow God. Right? I can say, nope, I'm not doing the things you prepared for me, Jesus. But he's the one that animates me to actually go and do those things. Okay? A loving God would not be staring at us and saying, all right, I've paid all your sins. Now do some good stuff that I know you can't do in order to, heck, in order to get that salvation. That's not how it works. So any preacher that tells you that is a fool and a liar. Don't let him. Okay? When Luther talks about shoemakers making good shoes, it's for one reason and one reason alone. Is that because we love God, we serve each other. Right? Because we love God, and again, that's not a decision that I have made. Right? I, there's a lot of churches that will talk about this, you know, the idea of you need to make a decision for Christ. Well, I'm going to make a, a small d decision for Christ every single day. I'm going to wake up and decide I'm going to follow Jesus today. But I cannot, as a sinner who is completely dead, wake up one day and say, you know what? It would be pretty nifty if Jesus came into me and made me a Christian. If you already feel the calling of God on your heart, then your God is already in your heart. He has already come, and he's already making that happen. So now it's my job as a Christian to follow him. And his law commands me to do just that. When Jesus was asked to break down the law and to explain what the law is, right, he said the law is very simple. The law is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And if you look at the Ten Commandments, it's easy to see that as well. The first three commandments are all talking about how I love God, how I love God with my whole heart. And then the, the second seven commandments after that talk about how they guide me in loving my neighbor. They tell me what not to do and what to do in regards to my neighbor. So when the Spirit of God comes into my heart and he gives me faith, it's my job then following up to love God more than anything else. And because I love God, I will love my neighbor. And we've talked about the purpose of the law many, many times. The purpose of the law isn't so that um, I can you know, earn that salvation or give back to God even or whatever words you want to use. He says, he tells us explicitly that if we don't live the way he's designed us to live, we put our faith in danger. Okay? So he tells us how to act and how to behave, and that includes our love for the people around us. Okay? Love God and love your neighbor as yourself. We like to say around here, if it hurts my brother, it hurts me. Right? If it's not good for my brother, it's not good for me. If it's not good for me, it's not good for my brother. It goes both both ways. That's what the golden rule is. Okay, um, I've heard I've heard it said that if you love a man, you'll treat his children well. And I, the, where I heard it was they were talking to teachers about um, not letting the sins of the parents cloud your your judgment of the kids, if that makes sense. So um, if you have a parent who's really really frustrating you, don't take it out on the kids. If you have a parent who's just berating you on a daily basis, you can't take that out on the kids. You have to be patient with the child and love the child just like you would love anybody else, even if their parents are being awful to you, right? And the opposite is also true. When you have a parent that you absolutely love and adore who's being great to you, sometimes it's easy to be a little bit lax on their kid. Well, they were making the case that you need to treat all kids the same no matter how their parents behave, and that's true. That's true. Um. But that's an important principle. If you love a man, you will treat his children well. Well, if I love my Heavenly Father, I'm going to treat his children well. Okay? If I love my Heavenly Father, I'm going to treat his children well. So when Luther says, hey, Costia. Everybody say hi to Costia. Hi, Charlie. Hi, hi Costia. Uh, 
Okay, so when Luther says um, Christian Christian shoemakers uh, do their duty by making good shoes, what he's saying is a Christian shoemaker loves good shoes and wants to have good shoes for himself, and so he makes good shoes in service to other people. A Christian chef loves food, loves to eat good food, so he makes good food in service of other people. Uh, a Christian teacher loves <laughs> books and loves to read and loves to be educated and values education in their own children. And so they then go out and they do the same thing for other people's children. Not because they want gain out of it, but simply because they love the people around them because they love their Heavenly Father. And if I love my Heavenly Father, I'll treat my children, his children with love and respect. I love you all. Hope this made sense. Go be the man of God crazy to be. We'll see you next time. On behalf of all those involved in producing, recording, and publishing this episode, thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. We hope it helps you along your journey to be a man after God's own heart. Be sure to check out the Gird Up channel on YouTube. There you will find many podcast episodes just like this one, but you will also find exclusive video content geared at helping you be the man that God created you to be by introducing you to other godly men, teaching you how to behave, study, dress, act, eat, and live like a man of God, and you'll find devotions to help you grow in faith. Please consider supporting Gird Up Ministries by donating on Patreon, shopping in the online store at girdupministries.com, or by making a $5 cup of coffee donation at girdupministries.com. Those donations help us make more great content just like this for young men just like you. Make sure that you like, follow, friend, and subscribe to Gird Up and our guests on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Those links are in the description. And as always... We'll be praying for you on your journey. Blessings, men. Time to gird up and go be the man that God created you to be.